This is Dr. Holly Lucille's Mindful Medicine. Here's Dr. Holly Lucille. Hi, mindful listeners. Thank you so much for spending part of your day with us. I have a money-saving episode ahead for you. Yep, we are going to learn how to train your brain to be your own therapist. How about that? I have the best-selling author and therapist, Dr. Mike Dow, who combines chicken soup for the soul stories, easy-to-implement tips, and guided journaling to help readers think proactively, act differently, and be happy in his new book that he co-wrote with Amy Newmark, Think, Act, and Be Happy. Please welcome to the show, America's go-to therapist, Dr. Mike Dow. Dr. Holly, thank you so much for having me. <laughs> like I said, you know, we were talking before, your work has been um, so prolific in this field, being not only a PsyD, but a PhD. So correct me if I'm wrong, but in my perception, you've got education at a doctorate level, uh, in clinical psychology, but as well in theoretical application psychology as well, correct? Yeah, that's correct. I, I think uh, we really need to uh, learn how to train our brains. And, uh, you know, I'm really passionate about psychology and I know all of the things that you do, uh, being mindful and, and training the body. Uh, you know, there's such a link between mind and body. And I, I wanted to learn everything there there is to know and how people can actually use psychology to train their brains in a really natural way, which is what CBT is all about. Um, so we came up with this great uh, title for this book, Think, Act, and Be Happy, because, you know, in CBT, cognitive is the think, be, behavioral is the act. Um, so I think people are really going to uh, learn how to train their brains and become a little happier with this book. So, uh, yeah. And yes, I do love psychology. <laughs> yeah, obviously, lots of education. Um, you know, so the book, I, I have it right in front of me and I have, I, uh, I haven't gotten a chance to read it all, but I'm halfway through it. It really is inspiring. Um, how did you and Amy connect and come up with the concept behind Think, Act, and Be Happy? Yeah. So Amy is the editor in chief of Chicken Soup for the Soul. And we were having lunch one day cause she was, uh, we, we had met through work and, and I was telling her what I did in my practice and, you know, the, the, the tenets of cognitive behavioral therapy and how it helps people to change their brains. And she's, she ha kind of had this aha moment and she said, you know what, a lot of our chicken soup for the soul, uh, writers who are, you know, have these stories featured in, you know, they, they probably have hundreds and hundreds or maybe even thousands of chicken soup for the soul books published, um, already. And I'm sure, uh, your listeners have read at least one or two of them. She said, it's so great that it, it's a practical way to change your brain. So she came up with this great idea. It's the first time Chicken Soup for the Soul has ever done something like this, where we start every chapter with a story, a story that's heartwarming, a story where you're going to have that me-too moment, where you're going to read something that's probably going to bring a tear to your eye, and you're probably going to say, oh my gosh, I felt that way too, or I went through that, or my friend or my mom had to go through that. And then after you're sort of, uh, feeling like you're not alone, um, then I give you the CBT, the Think, Act, and Be Happy advice. Uh, so we just decided that this would be a, a really great way. Um, we know that people are experiencing more and more anxiety and stress and uh, feeling blue and uh, going through life struggles and, and, and transitions. And we really wanted to give people an uplifting tool. Um, so we came out of that lunch uh, with the goal to write this book and and here it is it's it's now out for sale and, and on the bookshelf soon so is isn't it amazing what a lunch can can do <laughs> seriously it's like oh absolutely. you never yeah 
that's why I think life is so incredible that way where you just stay in the moment because you never know what can happen. You know, I think it's one of the beauties. I mean, it's, it's just, it, it's just great. And, 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 you know, you do deliver exactly what you said in this book. Um, I, I love the chapter. You don't have to be perfect. You talk about the road to forgiveness, but what are some of the other issues addressed in the book? Um, because as I was reading through it, it's true. You see yourself or you know of people in your life that you can just see yourself in these stories. And I love that as well because it just brings us together and it reaffirms that we are more alike than we are separate, especially important point for these times. Um, but what are the most common issues that you see in your patients in your private practice? And, and how did that come into the issues that you addressed in the book? Yeah, so Amy and I, she asked me a question. She said, what are the two dozen most common issues that, see, that you see in your practice? And I, I came up with a list and she said, well, okay, well, then those are the chapters. So the couple that you just mentioned also, uh, depression, anxiety, dealing with disabilities, blended families, loss. Um, so some, some of the chapters, you know, thriving with cancer, some of the chapters are just about learning how to be a little bit more optimistic or, or just uh, letting go of perfectionism and, and just allowing yourself a little flexibility. And then other chapters are really specific, you know, how to thrive with cancer. Um, but what I loved about curating the stories and, and giving the CBT brain training advice is that even if you don't, uh, even if you're not uh, dealing with depression or anxiety or cancer or disability, um, these stories, I mean, I have to tell you, when I was reading them, I had to, I had to get my Kleenex box out about, you know, 18 times. <laughs> I know. Uh, and because there's something about each and every story that is touching and that will that even if the issue is different, you know, as you just said, Dr. Holly, we, there's more that, that brings us together than separates us, that we, that we have a like, that we have that, that's dissimilar. So, you know, I think if people read the whole book, uh, they're going to find so many, uh, not only so many stories that touch them in one way or another, as all Chicken Soup for the Soul books do, but then all of the brain training, training advice, I may be talking about a specific issue like depression, but I'm really just helping you to train your brain to be a little bit happier, which I think we could all use. Um, so that's sort of the format of the book. And it's, again, the first time Chicken Soup has ever done anything like this. So it's a brand new format for them. And, um, yeah, I kind of, I kind of joke that it's a combination of group therapy and individual therapy all in one, because when you're sitting <laughs> in a support group or group therapy, you kind of have that me too moment because somebody else is in your shoes. So that's what you get when you read the other person's story. And then you also get the uh, the double whammy of having me as your personal therapist as I'm talking to you and giving you advice and giving you these journal entries, um, and it's all in one in this in this little book, which is uh, something yeah. I just uh, I'm just so proud that we that we did it. That's great. I'm really proud of you and thrilled for you as well because um you know as I joked at the top of the show, uh, saying that this is going to be a money saver for folks. It's a money saving episode because um myself I have been indoctrinated into getting help and having a therapeutic process with my therapist for many, many years. I think it's a, an ongoing process. It's kind of like, for me, I think about it as, you know, people often go like, why do you go to therapy? You seem so healthy. I'm like, well, it's almost like asking me why, why I eat healthy every day. It's not just one of those things that is a one-off for me. You know, it's like my body is really important to me. My mind and the way that I process my feelings is really important to me. And so I feel that seeing a therapist or having a therapeutic relationship that's effective uh, is a really important part of life. But that's why I was just joking about being able to train your brain to be your own therapist might be a money saving object. But when you talk about train, um, you do. You have these 
journaling exercises in the book. And I love that as well, because I don't know about you listeners out there, but when I read a book, I'm kind of a doer. Um, it's hard for me to settle down. It's hard for me to sit and read. When I get into something, you know, game is on. But I love these journaling exercises. Can you tell us a little bit more about them? Yeah, so every chapter, you know, after I give you some blanket uh, sort of ther- therapist advice, I-, I really want to take you in a deeper dive into your own life. So a lot of books, you know, at the end of the chapter, they'll have, you know, two bullet points, like, here, here are things to consider or think on. Well, I'm going to take that one step further. So I'm going to help you to think differently and baby step by baby step at a time, act differently. Um, so these journal exercises and the meditations in the book, um, and sometimes I pair meditation with a journal entry. So you have to do a little meditation and, and picture something in your mind's eye and then write something down in a, in a really specific way about it. it. It's really a way to train your own brain um, so that you can do what the person in the story did, uh, so that you can use the brain training tools. And yes, part of the subtitle of the book, you just said it, it does train your brain to be your own therapist. And, you know, you can use this book uh, on its own or you can, it can complement, uh, ther- you know, in-person therapy. Um, and, and, these, and these journal exercises really allow you to take a moment and examine your thoughts, examine your actions, see what you can change, see what's out of your control, find acceptance. And, and really, you know, what therapy is all about is is having that that awareness of the self and, and awareness and insight. So if you can just stop for a moment and, and and have that insight, that moment of insight and just journal what you're thinking and feeling. You know, I, I, there's this line in the book where we talk about, you know, thoughts become words, words become actions and actions add up to become your life. So what if we just stopped for a moment and had some awareness and some mindful awareness around the thoughts and the feelings that become your life. Uh, so that's what the journal entry is all about, is just taking that moment to pause and, and to really examine yourself uh, with insight and with, with grace. Yeah, that's beautiful because I think that, especially in the world today where there's so much stimulation and so much connectedness with our devices, I think it's led to sort of a disconnectedness with each other. And most most importantly with ourselves. And I think journaling is a great way to kind of make contact with yourself again. I think, you know, being in therapy and having consistent contact with another person uh, helps you have better consistent contact with yourself. And, you know, I always say, I think knowledge is power, but I think self-knowledge and self-awareness is superpower. Yeah. Yeah. It, it affects everything, right? It affects what we do every day, that what's on the end of your fork whether you put the sneakers on, uh, who you choose to be in relationships with. Uh, and it, I think it all starts with that relationship with, with yourself. So I, I, that's why I, I am just, I, people are going to love the journal exercises. And I, and I, yes, agreed. Yeah. Yeah. Because, you know, self-reliance, there's a lot of people, I think, that have a lot of things to complain about. And I think that sometimes it's true. People are unreliable. But when you can rely on yourself, especially with the goals and desires you have for your own life, it's really precious, but to get in there and understand what stops you from perhaps being part of the solution and continuing to be part of the problem with your own stuff um, and being able to have these journaling exercises, it really is quite fascinating. So once again, congratulations. Oh, thank you. And, you know, I, I really think that everyone, you know, to your point, um, can make changes. And, and one of the things that uh, one of the one of the, you know, CBT 101 is all about baby steps, right? And I think so many of us, you know, here you are, you're hosting this great radio show, 
and and maybe listeners out there, whether they're writing a book or they're going back to grad school or, or college or uh, learning how to manage the stress or they want to run a marathon next year and they've never been on a treadmill, whatever the goal is you have in your life, you know, I think all of us as human beings, because we have these brains that have the ability to ruminate and worry and think through scenarios, that's wonderful, but it can also help leave us feeling overwhelmed and anxious. So I love the CBT 101 hack of baby steps. Um, so many times throughout this book, it's going to take you by the hand and say, okay, stop. What's something that you want to achieve? Okay, let's break that down into baby steps. Let's let's figure out what the stepping stones are to get you to the life that you want. Whatever that life is, is for you, whether it is that marathon or losing 50 pounds or uh, becoming more uh, of an optimist. Um, you know, I don't think we're you know, we are not our uh, genes and who we are and our life circumstances are not our destiny. Uh, we have the power to change them through the way we think. You know, our thought patterns, uh, which become behaviors, can activate certain genes, which can uh, certainly affect the course of, of our lives and, 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 and disease or prevention of disease. So, you know, I think CBT for so long, CBT was over, you know, what you did, Dr. Holly, was on one end of the of the hallway and I was over here on the other end of the hallway. But what I really love is that I think there we're, we're so similar in what we do and that the mind and the body are so related and CBT can be a piece of that, you know, that healing and that health um, that I know all of your listeners are really passionate about. So, yes. And just for clarification, my listeners, he is not saying CBD. He is saying CBT because it's cognitive behavioral <laughs> therapy, not cannabinoidiol, which uh, is another hot topic uh, that folks are talking about all the time and can be very effective in some ways, even in the areas that we're talking about. But we are talking about CBT with a T. And on that point, Dr. Mike, um, for our listeners, what are some actionable tips that they can do as soon as this podcast is over to start becoming their own therapist well the, the name of the book is chicken soup for the soul think act and be happy so that's what i want people to do so right now today start by changing the way you think so one of the exercises in the book is to imagine that you're your own cartoon character and you have those thought bubbles coming out of your head so maybe <laughs> yeah. for the next day imagine that you are that cartoon character and just start by watching your thoughts Notice how positive or negative the thoughts are. Notice the way you talk to yourself. And then ask yourself this question. Is the way that I talk to myself and the thought bubbles coming out of my head, are they as kind as, you know, if, I, if you were a cartoon character saying something and there would be that little uh, another type of bubble of you speaking uh, to, to another person that you love, would it be as, as kind or as optimistic as the, the words you say to people you love? And if not, that's a great place to start. Start by changing your feelings and give yourself the contrary evidence. So when you have a negative naysaying thought or you think to yourself, oh, I can't do this, think back to all of the times that are the contrary evidence, the times that you did do something, the time that a worry just disappeared. So maybe you don't have to worry so much about things that are outside of your control today because of the 15 things that resolved it themselves um, five years ago, which is the evidence for yourself. Then move on to change, you know, think, act, and be happy. Change the way you act, which is the B uh, in cognitive behavioral therapy, not CBD, but CBT. So, you know, what is one baby step way? And in the book, I also have, you know, uh, another CBT 
classic, which is the ladder technique uh, or some version of it. And it's, you know, if, if there's some goal that you have today and that's the 10, break that, that, that macro goal into micro goals. And, and what are those 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10 that are going to get you to that 10? And just focus on getting yourself from a 1 to a 2 today or this week so that maybe by the end of this year, you'll go from that 9 to a 10. Um, and I think if you just really focus on changing the way you think, changing the way you act, baby step by baby step at a time, and you know, add in a dash of hope and a little sprinkle of kindness, uh, readers will really find. And, and of course, with the, um, uh, with the additional gift of the Chicken Soup for the Soul stories that are part of this book, um, they really will have the tools to think, act, and be happy. So there's a little, there's a little homework uh, assignment for all your listeners today. I challenge all my listeners out there to do this. It's a, <clears throat> especially the first one, Mike, seriously, uh, just paying attention to your thoughts. It's, it could be daunting and you can learn a lot of information about all of those bazillion thoughts that you have every day, but they're really important because I know you have a new book coming out called Your Subconscious Brain Can Change Your Life. And I think some of that subconscious stuff, uh, teasing it out and be, having it become conscious um, is fascinating. So we're, we're gonna we're gonna look forward to that. But as far as this book is concerned, um, where can my listeners go to get a copy of it? Uh, it's available wherever books are sold, starting September 25th. Uh, Barnes and Noble, Books a Million, indie bookstores, Rite Aid, Walmart, uh, Amazon. Uh, it should be available everywhere, and it makes a great gift because of all the heartwarming stories as well. So I hope people will check it out. And after you're done with it, you can share it with a friend because, you know, I, I want everyone in this world to train their brain to be a little kinder, a little happier, and a little more peaceful. I love that. And I would suggest buy two books and give it to a friend because there are some great little lines where you can do your exercises and keep it and go back and look at it uh, because that's what it's all about. <clears throat> it's just beautiful. Dr. Mike, thank you so much for the work that you have done, for the work that you continue to do. Tell me a little teaser about Subconscious Brain Can Change Your Life, that new book that's coming out. I'm so excited about that as well. So I'm a huge fan of self-hypnosis. And so I teach readers a technique that I've developed called Subconscious Visualization Technique, which blends a little bit of CBT with hypnosis. Uh, guided visualization um, and bilateral stimulation, which is a protocol that I use to treat uh, PTSD, post-traumatic stress disorder, um, into a subconscious um, paintbrush-wielding uh, magical land that, that can uh, <laughs> unleash your inner desires, things that are maybe underneath your conscious awareness. Uh, you can use it to... Uh, conquer phobias, lose weight in an even deeper way. So I would say that CBT is CBT is great. Um, so, I, you know, I supercharge CBT, which is where I start people with in the subconscious book. But then I use um, a, a special technique that I develop so that people can activate their subconscious brains. And I even show you my own brain scans of me while I'm using my own protocol. So you can see what wow. happens when you tap into the subconscious brain on a spec scan and on an EEG. So you can see what's actually happening and how the subconscious, by the way, is really effective in treating not only mental disorders, but uh, disorders of the, of the body and especially the elusive conditions like IBS. Um, fibromyalgia uh, and things of that nature uh, because of the way it, 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 it lights up and, and disconnects certain parts of the brain. It, it, can, it can tap into the body in a really profound way. Oh, it's amazing. Ari. If you need any more guinea pigs, you can scan my brain and I'll do your 
protocol anytime. <laughs> so, <laughs> all right, we'll look forward to that. And we'll look forward to talking more about it. But this is it, folks. This is Chicken Soup for the Soul. Think, act, and be happy. First time Chicken Soup has ever done anything like this. This is for you. This is to train your brain. I'm going to tell you, there's a few popular issues that you're going to stumble on when you get this book. I mean, tips for overcoming depression, weight loss that actually works, stress less and embrace your calm. You don't have to be perfect. Say goodbye to bad habits, tips to overcoming insomnia, and so much more. Dr. Mike Dow, thank you so much. You can find out more about Dr. Mike Dow at drmikedow.com, and that's D-O-W.com. All right, mindful listeners, this is a way to be even more mindful. Go out, get this book, get two, give one to your friends, and we'll see you next time.